0: But they create this association of like poor peasants, of hired laborers. Um, And they kind of like successfully steer it from being an anti-collaborator struggle to an anti-landlord struggle. And this is when they find a receptive audience. And this is when they get the terror is because the longer it's been, the more people think, well, maybe the Kuomintang's not coming back. And we're now being sort of like told explicitly, like, this is a class struggle. Um, And there are like... Pages and pages of, of sort of like heartbreaking details of abuse by landlords. Um, he, uh, Hinton asks one guy, like, you know, what was what was the happiest day in your life? And he says, I haven't had one. Um, it's been better since liberation, but I have never had like a good day in my life.
1: Um, and that's heavy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, no, absolutely. To, to to imagine the squandering of a life like that is. Well he he says like you could not ask someone about what
0: it was like before uh before the revolution without them crying. Um and yeah, absolutely. So what of course happens is more struggle sessions. And the the chief landlords, the the priest, as well as like gone by this point. Uh they've fled. What you do have are their sort of like compradors, right? Their retainers, their families, the people who like manage their lands, their agents. Um, you have the PMC. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and again, you you can see these sessions like lurching out of control. And the second anyone like lays hands on one of these people for the first time, almost before they know it, they're beating them to death. Um, uh, they they, they say of one guy, like they they beat him for more time than it takes to eat a meal. Um, and yeah, yeah it, it sort of like becomes incidental, and it's sort of like the way that Hinton describes this is to me sort of very, very blackly comic. Is uh, th- they bring in the the leader of the sort of the church's land management society, the Carry On Society? Who um, were? Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, matron? Uh, but this this guy is like he's not a landlord; he's a middle peasant, but he just manages their affairs for them, um, and that's that's sufficient that. Um, as he puts it, feeling against him mounted to such a pitch that he was beaten to
1: death. Um, you know what this reminds me of, actually. Mm. It it sort of reminds me of a kind of worked example of what, like, Franz Fanon writes about. Sure, which is the you because know, Frantz Fanon writes about sort of anti colonial, anti colonial violence, right? But mm. you know that fundamentally, right the 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 relationship is one of someone who is brutally exploited to the point where you could I think you could remove the you can't remove the colonial dimension for Fena, obviously but mm. the psychological dimension of of having a relationship with a landlord such that you know he wears a long gown that you know, he never has to work mm. and has long fingernails and all this and sure. you have never had a good day in your life and cannot think about your own life without crying you know it's sort of you understand where almost the need for that catharsis comes mm. from and it says that it's almost like the the actual like perpetrators of these deeds kind of like escaped and left others in their place to sort of to take on, you know that um, to take on the, that 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 sort of fury. Yeah, they st- they still kind of win
0: like they just escaped the nationalist areas. The worst place to be in a revolution is not to be in the one percent. It's to be the person who is like left behind by the one percent.
1: Um, yeah, it's, the, it's you're the sucker, you're the patsy. Yes, you know yeah, th- that that rich landlord. He's fine. He's like his grandson is now a manager at TSMC. Yeah, you know, pretty he's, much. He's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, what they do next is uh, under the supervision of of the Communist Party, which is still sort of like not really separable from the army at this point. They 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 fanschen. They have this meeting of redistribution where they take all of the the goods that they've sort of like seized from these people. Um, Which is a storehouse full of like suits of clothes and tools and mirrors and bowls and stuff Um, And they sort of like they grade people by poverty and they let them in to have like first choice second choice and so on Um, supermarket sweep or whatever the equipment is in the UK. Yeah, exactly Uh, and uh, Like the the way that Hinton describes this is never since the world began had there been a day like this Um, and so people are just coming home with like uh, like a mirror, for instance, because that's the thing that they wanted from their landlord's house. Um, there's, a, there's a story about a guy who, like, uh, the one thing he's he's like sort of like middle peasant. The one thing he's really lacking, as far as he sees it, is like he, he needs a big jar uh, to hold all of his grain in. So he carries this big jar back, and he sort of like puns on the way back. And someone asks him, "Oh, you must have like fanshenned, And he said, "Yeah, I, I, I fanshened an empty body. Like, I I, I I sort of like I turned over a vessel." Um, <laughs> It is uh, but so uh, the problem is, as we've sort of established, Longbow is a poor village, and it's not uh, it's sort of like this is being organized at a very local level. Um, there's like there's a county administration, sure, but like it's all decentralized, and so what you have in Longbow, the, the you know the resources that you have there, that's it, right? And so you have these demands for for more land coming from below uh, from from people who are still poor, who have like, taken this stuff, who have Vanshend, right? Who have, who have turned over, and that what they have to show for it has made them slightly better off, but they're still, by anyone's standards, including theirs, desperately poor. Um, and you have this sort of logic, well, clearly what that means is, we haven't confiscated enough. There is, like, hidden wealth somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has to be found. And so what this leads to is this treasure hunt. Um, where you're looking for, because landlords had tried to hide things. They had like buried gold and buried silver. They had like stashed it with families they thought would be sympathetic. Um, but what this leads to is like breaking open tombs. Uh, there's a lot of torture at this point, where they're trying to like extract information from people who might have sort of like hidden gold or might know where it is. Um, and this is the sort of like the the really sort of dark part. Um, is is where they're sort of like they're, they're torturing people, and particularly it's women, um, because landlords and and sort of like the the richer peasants they leave their wives behind um, on the basis that fuck them, um, and so you know these women find themselves being tortured to like locate this gold, some of which they find, but it's not it's nowhere near enough, and especially since what they need is land, which there is never enough of, um, and having this sort of like Thus, burned their way through all of these. They then get to feudal tales, which is like we're, we're getting into sort of like Khmer Rouge stuff here of like, okay, you're not a landlord, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're not a landlord. You're a peasant. But like, was your father a landlord? Was your grandfather a landlord? Uh, and because landlords had both more opportunities to have children and also to then disinherit them, that's most people. Um, yeah, and. Would you be surprised to learn that certain members of the village cadre—I say cadre—I think Americans say cader, c-a-d-r-e—it just means cadre. We could say yeah. In this context, it just means like person in a position of responsibility. Doesn't have to be a communist actually. Um, But but certain party uh, cadres like really like to to use another proverb: mount the horse uh, to like exercise power in a familiar way, Um, and. Curiously, it's the cops. Um, I, don't, I didn't see that Fear one coming. That. Yeah, the like the village police and the village militia who have been in charge of all of this sort of like interrogation um and searching sort of feel like they're entitled to special privileges. Um uh in particular, we have this sort of like clique uh formed around the deputy village had a guy called Wang Yulai, uh, who Has a great line in this book, actually. I can discover enemy agents without even putting on my spectacles, Wang Yulai declaimed, before a sceptical audience. My beard (laughs) is a high official's beard, and whoever is ordered by me to die must die.